player player centric. Yes. Okay. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back to uh, who the heck are we? I think we're in episode what sixteen. Damina. Sixteen. Can you believe more that? Than, anyway, more than 10. 15. 15. Uh, season two, episode two. Yo. Season two, episode yeah. two. But uh, basically, we're in no. episode fifteen. Yeah. So with me right now is of course uh, the three wonderful boys. Jay De La Cruz, Clara Manzano, and Lawrence, who's actually using a, a, a takeout take takeout headset. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna use, uh, if you wanna order cheeseburger or. So I'm taking orders right now. I went from McDonald's to borrow this. Why didn't Galing kay Britney Spears? No, if, if I yeah, if I may just share with the audience like what I'm sharing to you a while ago, I did not know why I bought this earlier today. I just, I don't know, sometimes you have impulse buys and then you'll need it down the road. And this is one of the purchases that essentially I needed down the road because my laptop is uh, not working. Uh, not uh, Zoom is not cooperating with the laptop. That's just the better term. Of all the programs that uh, had to mess up at this moment that we are recording, <laughs> Zoom pa talaga. Everything's working. Chrome, uh, Adobe, Adobe programs, all working. Pero pag Zoom, for some reason, it does Ayawan. not work. Ayawan. Ayan. So, so, we're reaching out to yeah. Zoom? <laughs> yes, Zoom. Ayan. Zoom. So, panimulang ano, bati na sa Zoom. If you can, ano, send some contingencies, yeah. I would definitely appreciate it. Oh, kunwari, ano, kunwari sikat kami, ganyan. Pero, well. <laughs> Importante, magkakasama pa rin tayo. Uh, and, oh. and, and that and we found, that's where we our found line. way. Yes. Mm. Who the heck are we? Diba? Oh. <laughs> okay. So today's topic. Let's say we again, found a way. Huh? Yeah, we're just gonna uh, talk randomly. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the old, the old PBA, NBA slash PBA, NBA, and to the new era of basketball. Are we now looking at uh, is the basketball now, or even sports for that matter, player centric or th- uh, team organization centric? Um, we know what happened, and I think you believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Lawrence. Uh, 2010. LeBron making that decision, um, mm-hmm. I think, right? I think that I think that whole the decision, the, the whole episode of the decision, South Beach changed everything, mm. right? Tama, South Beach. So, claro, tell me, what what is your take on on uh, sports nowadays uh, in this modern era? If you could, if we could call it modern era, um, your take on sports. Is it player centric? Is it is it organization centric or or more owner centric? Maybe you can say on the surface player centric because if you're, for example when LeBron did that, um, if I'm correct when he was in Cleveland in his first stint, he'd bring a caravan with him to travel with them to away games. But when they he was in Miami, none of that. I think it was a rule of Pat Riley. So, but it's a, it's a situation here where you, the players still prevail. This thing of Pat Riley major one off. Big, Pat Riley, yeah, major major one off. Yeah, that's a bit rare to hear because normally they give in to the requests of the players. And then to top it off, in the NBA we see a lot of movement of players. They don't last as long anymore in one team. Because back in the day, maybe in the 2000s, when you hear of a trade of this player, a regular role player moving somewhere, it's already a big deal. You have to get used to them wearing a different jersey. Unlike now, 
I don't know how many jerseys does Jimmy Butler have. My Chicago Bulls Jimmy Butler jersey shirt uh, became obsolete after like a year. So at least retro jersey na yun. But bottom line, player player centric, they pretty much get to opt out and say, I want to go here. And in a sense, naging kampihan na. They say they try to lure each other to the respective the respective teams. I think you can say that also with collegiate basketball, with the movement that we have been seeing lately. So that's my take. All right. Oh, Jay's laughing. Jay's laughing. Sige, Jay. <laughs> I want to go from professional, actually from the NBA, from international. Let's, let's focus on the NBA because that's where our forte is, uh, right? I even man. even we could even talk about 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 football or or European uh, football, no. Uh, but let's go from the international, the uh, the NBA European uh, European football, mm. and then later on, as uh, as the this this podcast goes along, we could talk about the the PBA, and then and then eventually tackle the uh, the college collegiate uh, uh, issues that's happening now. So Jay, Sigay, what's your take on on the NBA or or, or the or the international sports? Sasabihin ko sana, sasabihin ko na sana, I hope Claro does not mention what is happening <laughs> sa collegiate basketball but he did. Anyways, sa NBA kasi, you have to understand that uh, not all the players are that gifted to masabi natin na, or are not blessed to get their demands done by the team, di ba? There are only a handful of players who can do that. Sabi mo si Lebron James. More recently, Kawhi Leonard did it, diba? So, if you look at the perspective of these players, na, bakit nila nagagawa? Bakit nila nagagawa? Bakit ganito sila? It's like, they're having this certain demands within themselves na, iniisip din nila, on their uh, perspective, iniisip din nila yung kapakanan ng team. For example, let's have this Kawhi case. Ano yung sabi ni Kawhi bago siya pumunta sa Clippers. Diba? He wanted, very basic na lang, he want, I wanted another superstar. Diba? I wanted another all-star. I wanted, I want another blue chip player. Kasi, at the back of his head, sinasabi niya rito sa Clippers, sa Clippers organization, kay Steve Palmer, if you give me this guy, you give me this guy, then we're gonna work with this coach, with Doc Rivers, gonna give you a championship. Diba? Yun yung palagi offer ng ano eh, na mga players din eh. Although, on the outside, it might look really player-centric, pero, if you're gonna focus on the player itself, diba, he also wanted to give a championship to sa team na pupuntaan niya. However, you gotta think din na, pag, pag nanalo sila ng championship, siya rin mananalo, diba? Mm. And, it's like, na, for lack of a better name, it's also, it's also a way to, masasabi natin na, boost his credential, that's a that's a good term. Boost this credential. Na wherever I go, I have this certain impact on a team, and I can bring championships. So, lalo lang so on the outside, the sama nang sabi na player centric. Lalo lang magiging mapapatunay yung pagi player centric ng ilang mga players ngayon or ilang mga teams or like in the NBA. Okay. Sige, Lance. Lance, do you have any? We would like to order cheeseburger from you, so. <laughs> Do you have any order? Do you want fries with that? 
May kasama pang foul. May kasama pang foul. Ketchup. May kasama pang foul tsaka apat na pack ng ketchup na tinatago, inuuwi sa bahay. Anyway. We're all guilty with that. Anyway, uh, NBA right now, without a doubt, it's the age of mobility in the NBA. At parang yung benchmark nga nung pagsisimula ng so-called age of mobility is the decision. Imagine... You're, you are essentially answering one question, but you stretch the special for two hours. Yeah, you can argue the fact. You can argue the fact that the ads were the 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 proceeds of the ads were donated to the boys and girls club and so and so. Pero that uh, that special alone, aside from the fact that it made the NBA more mobile in terms of where a player would like to play. They have now more power because of free agency also and the skyrocketing salaries. But that moment, the decision, it was like the turning point of the NBA from being organization-centric to essentially player-centric because it's the players now essentially who are building teams. LeBron is the one who constructed the Lakers. Well, you can argue that Rob Pelinka to some extent Sino lang ba talaga yung rough ni Rof Pelinka sa, sa Lakers ngayon? It was LeBron who recruited Anthony Davis. It was LeBron who recruited KCP. Tampering so, Anthony Davis. In, in a way, tampering. Um, well, previously, in a way, it was the players of the Warriors who recruited Kevin Durant when he went there. So, it's more of a player-centric league now sa NBA. And uh, you can also say the same thing with European football. However, you cannot say I cannot say the same thing with other major sports leagues like NFL, NHL, and MLB. It's more of team-centric pa rin yung leagues na yun eh. Yeah. Kasi, especially with the NFL, kasi you have 53 players in your oh. roster. And there's uh, a lot of talent that can replace somebody. That's correct. In yeah. the, N- the NBA, and also, one of the differences is NFL, the players are in pads, in shields, so you don't really see them when they play. You don't really know their faces once they play. So NBA, kitang-kita mo kasi tap lang, tsaka shorts. Eh. So for the, four, four, for the entire 48 minutes, you know who Giannis is, you know who Draymond is, and without a doubt, it's the personality that drives the popularity of the league. Kaya now, it's really player-centric. It's not detrimental that it's player-centric, pero the, 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 the shift, there's just a shift of power from ownership to player. Ownership na nanliligaw ngayon. Dati kasi parang, ano eh, sige, punta ako doon kasi maganda yung owner, magaling yung coach ngayon. Parang you can go to a place you want and then hire the people that you want in your team, like the Kevin Loves or the Kyrie Irvings, to build a championship team in in a new place. Because you have the power. So, player-centric na talaga ngayon. Yeah. And and just to add also, for me, it's like, claro, uh, I'll, 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 I'll get to you regarding your football, but uh, load management, is that a player-centric move, power shift, or is it a organizational uh uh, decision. Both. <laughs> Both. Okay, sige, claro. You go ahead. Sige. Diba, is it, honestly, is it an organization or is it a player player, uh, player decision? Sige, claro. I think, I think it became like a middle ground 
because you know if you're the team you want your players to play every single time but if you do that maybe there's the risk of uh, whether it be fatigue or burnout especially for the old players so you do that you want to meet the players the demands of the players sometimes you just want to take a night off and as a team you also want to take care of your assets like I think when Shaq went to Phoenix one of his many teams after in the latter part of his career, they were saying something like Shaq's not gonna do back to backs because of you know, because because he's already old. But um I don't know if this counts. Well maybe it can count. This was load management before load man load management became the thing. Yao Ming. How many times did he break his foot or get a leg injury? So maybe the second time they brought him back, they said Maybe for the first 20 games of the season or so, Yao will only play a maximum of 24 minutes because they don't want to strain his, his foot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But bing, 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 what happened in the first game? Kalaban ng Houston Rockets, Lakers. So Yao ended up playing about 38, 40 minutes because they were chasing the win. Because it's against the Lakers. And they're, they were two top teams also back then. Well, the Rockets aren't exactly up now but you, you know you know what i'm talking yeah, about there. yeah yeah so that's how that's how i see it okay La- lawrence i would have to agree with claro it's uh, a combination of organization and player but before it used to be cool whenever you see the box score of the Los, uh, the San Antonio Spurs and then you would see Robert Ori's uh, his stat line is DNP old or Tim Duncan. And nobody would complain because they are indeed old. So essentially, that's load management. Pero yeah. nobody took it against Greg Popovich because, well, that's his way of resting his players. It's a long season. He has old players. So they have to pace themselves through 82 games plus, let's say, another 15 or 20 games in the postseason. So at least 100 games. So they have to find uh, games during the regular season wherein they can set their best players and uh, let them rest because it's a long stretch. They are gearing up for the long stretch, the, the higher price, so to speak. Correct. Now, uh, the, the load management right now has become questionable at the same time. Uh, you can criticize it easier. Best example... Best example na rin is a former Spurs is Kawhi Leonard with what happened to him. Na in a way, uh, his uncle was his spokesperson and his uncle was saying all of this sort of stuff that he is injured. Although there was no medical certification whatsoever released that he was really under that injury. So in a way, it's player-centric. Mm. But in some ways, when a player is cleared to play, they don't want to risk playing him also immediately. Uh, it's just a asterisk that Kevin Durant played the, in the finals last year, even though uh, he had that uh, bad ankle. They yeah. needed it. They, had, they, had, they need him to, to win, to extend their dynasty. So sometimes it also falls upon the organization to weigh in the situation of their player, their status. And then they assess if he's ready to go or uh, they would have to sit him for a number of games. So it's a combination of organization and player for load management. 
Okay, Jay, you have anything to say about load management? Uh, for me, it will. It started as an organization-centric decision. Nakwento ni Lance yung Greg Popovich story na yung box scores DNP old. Tapos, there's also this one huddle that was recorded on camera that Tony Parker was actually complaining na Greg Popovich would sit, would sit him the entire fourth quarter and Tony Parker, sabi niya, na if he plays this entire fourth quarter, I would have only played 26 minutes in total and I'm 29 years old. Sabi ni Greg Popovich, no, sit down. Diba? So, in the past, it in the past, it was an organizational-centric uh, decision. Kawhi Leonard tried to make it a player-centric decision, pero with the disaster that happened with the LA Clippers, I think the load management side will be a will remain an organization-centric decision. Why? Because these players, if they have the option, magdalaro yan. Look at superstars like. Yanis Antetokounmpo, he played all the games of the season right here. Walang pumigil sa kanya. Look at the Golden State Warriors. Even they're hurt. Bigyan ng pagkakataon, bigyan ng opportunity maglalaro yan. Ano lang ginagawa ng organization para lang mapagbigyan yung mga players na gusto maglaro na talagang kating-kating maglaro. It's either Pagdating ng second quarter, third quarter, tambak na, panalan na Golden State, fourth quarter, wala na maglalaro sa starters na yun. Diba? So, you have also to remember that these players na sabihin, nasabihin natin, talagang gustong-gusto talaga nila maglaro ng basketball and yung parang salitang kanto na na-addict-addict sila maglaro ng basketball then every opportunity they will get, maglalaro talaga sila. So, had, if they have that choice, they definitely play. Mm. So, yun yung, that's for me na, that decision of load management is gonna be really organization-centric. Although, there are contracts that states na a player will only, is only played to allow the certain level of minutes or a minimum of this number of minutes, di ba? So, Again, if players have the choice, then play. Okay. So, Speaking parang yeah, both, both, <laughs> both nga. Okay, Clara, so, ito, in, in football, is there, okay, tell me your thoughts on the football. You 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 wanted to mention something about football. Mm-hmm. Also in football, you, you type in load management. Is there such thing as load management in football? In European football? Not American okay. football? First, I haven't typed it, to be honest. But, okay. um, just wanting to spin off from load management in basketball before you head to football. Okay. The downside there is, what if you fly thousands of miles to see LeBron or Giannis play and oh, they can't, they're not playing load management. That's what Sayang the yung experience. Oh. Sayang yung experience. So that's yeah. one downside. Mm-hmm. We totally get it in the fatigue side and player health and everything, precautions, but that's just one downside that the fans could get uh, yeah, that's the one thing that the NBA was trying to weed out. Yeah. Those uh, dubious right. sitting out of games for no apparent reason, not necessarily medical reasons right. or physical reasons. Yeah, so to wrap it up, if you're going to watch an NBA game, you watch it early in the season when teams are pushing to bump up their win, win, their win, win tally. 
to get into the playoffs, di ba? Yeah, yeah. Like, I got I got to see James Harden fake a foul and successfully get two free throws. Si mga ganun. Got to see John Wall. Lalo na pag eliminate sila. Essentially, before the All-Star break, all of those games, those are still bearing games usually. Like, yeah, games yeah. 1 to 50. After the All-Star break, that's the time that the worst teams start to tank. The mm-hmm. best teams try to pace their best players because they are gearing up for the home stretch already, which is the playoffs. Okay. So yeah, you're right about that. Nah, yeah. early in the season you'll catch these players play at their best, and then towards the tail end, then na nagakaroon nung uh, chess si match in terms of personal. Si Kawhi Leonard hindi naman ganon nagginawa. Kawhi si Kawhi fifth game into the season load management. <laughs> Ano mo nangyari? Oh, sige. Oh, klaro, go. go. All right. Klaro so go, eh. for football, you could say that load management was there in a way already. When do you see it? When you have a top team going up against a bottom bottom ranked team. They'll start yeah. rotating their players. But there are several several reasons why it seems more acceptable and valid as compared to basketball. Correct. Yeah. First in in football you only have three substitutions at the professional level. So you can only sub three players out. And everyone else, okay, you guys, you're going to have to slug it out for 90 minutes. There's a sprint. There's sprinting and there's jogging. Halos non-stop yun. So, so that's how it is. So, so maybe you see you're going up against a lower team, uh, a lower rank team, maybe somewhere in the Cup or the FA Cup. Okay, there'll rest some players here and there. But you will still get to see the core of that team play, nonetheless. Sure. Maybe you can put it into perspective that a player like a player like I know who's this, like Mo Salah will be playing, but Virgil won't. Things like that. Yeah. Or Virgil's most likely, most likely to be kept in while they're resting Salah because defense, of course, is a bit is a bit more tricky. Liverpool have more options in the attacking end, so that's how I can see it, and. Lagare. Okay, we know the NBA that they're playing continuous games. Right. But in football, you're playing in the league, you're playing in the cup, and then sometimes there's still another cup tournament, so there's an extra two. And then if you have a very strong Yeah. And if you're and if you're a top team, you play yeah. Champions League football, you play AFC Cup, AFC Champions League. So that's the perspective. Sometimes you're in Champions League and you'll see that teams aren't playing their best 11. Reason there is they're focusing on the league because they want to place high enough in the league to make sure that they make it to Champions League. So in that situation, they were somewhat thinking in the long term rather than, okay, let's try to win the league now and it's okay if we don't make it next year. But of course, you want to play in the Champions League every year. You attract talent. And that's also more income. So it's essentially an organizational decision pa rin, no? when it comes to load management of football kasi you're playing in these multiple leagues and talagang you have to pace your players, eh, no? Yeah. Yeah. It's completely different from the NBA. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, different. Totally different. Except for Neymar, of course. It's like, <laughs> when it's Neymar, it looks like player-centric. Yeah. But everything else is organization. <laughs> everything yeah. is organization. And they and because I think it's it's because of the way football was is in Europe. There's a club, so if you're starting in the oh, club, so yeah, you have you have uh, you are juggling with multiple leagues at once, eh? 
Mm. And then if there's an international friendly with some of your players, mm. then that there's that match pa. So yeah. it's uh it's like an uh, overlap of leagues. Eh. NBA 82 games. Pero kasi you'll also look at the dynamics of the game. Football covers or has a bigger venue than basketball. Eh. So a 48-minute basketball game, parang if you calculate the miles or the kilometers, it's still nothing to the 90 minutes of football kung pabalik-balik kang ganyan. So the wear and tear is uh, higher in terms of rate than basketball. And also, let me add, one sport na load management is really an organizational decision, no doubt, is baseball. Especially with pitchers. Uh, yes. Especially uh, those yeah. that especially those that came from Tommy John surgery, they really have innings restrictions. Like, Stephen Strasburg had like 200 innings uh, restriction and then that's it for the entire season. confusing don. They made the playoffs. Naubos na yung 200 niya. So they really didn't play him. They were really yeah. strict. The organization was really strict with the 200 innings with him. Hmm. Yeah, I asked some baseball friends actually about you know that thing because they have so many pitchers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have a lot. Oh, you, you only have five starting. Start eh. Yeah, you only yeah. have five starting pitchers. Mm. Yeah, but that's a lot, you know. It's not like you have five point guards in one team, eh, But on a security mm-hmm. agency, ka. But a baseball team essentially plays like seven games in seven days, din, eh. So not so not din ang mga games, yeah. Eh. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah, usually they play two games in one day. One in the morning and one in the evening. They have days like those. Yeah. In, in the one in the one sixty two games, they have one in the morning, one in the evening, and then they fly away, do the same thing again. So Yeah. yeah. And one thing that one thing that my baseball friends were also saying is these injuries are serious in the arm. Yes. Oh if gosh. You, especially, uh, if you especially, don't take care of yourself. Yeah. Especially Tommy John. That's why at uh, post game con press conferences, you see their pitching hand ice, pitching yeah. arm ice. Because yeah. yeah. they really need it. Eh. It's not for aesthetics. It's not for drama. It's really for the science. For right. serving oh, yeah. their pitching arm. And they're arm. insured. Huh? And their arms are insured. Yes. yes. Mm. They're insured. So, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes to the millions for the best ones. Yeah, to the millions mm. in insurance some pitchers for their mm. arms. Because huh? mm. surgery can wreck your form. Like, oh gosh, yeah. Career-ending talaga. You, you, lose, you, yeah. you lose your velocity when you don't recover well from, let's say, a Tommy John surgery. Because your joint, your, uh, your, your uh, seco, it doesn't, it doesn't put uh, the same weight if not, uh, if not operated well. Eh, doon pa naman nanggagaling yung parang ikot ng bola from here, eh, seco. So, yeah. if you don't treat it like how it was before the injury. That's why it can end careers, eh? Tommy John, if not treated well. But what's with baseball, you know who's gonna pitch. Medyo predictable yung load management in a way. Oh, so, it's a cycle, eh? Yeah, it's a cycle. Uh, so, okay, there weren't too many fans in Dodger Stadium in this one game that I watched during lockdown just to learn a bit more and to listen to Vince Cully, the GOAT. And he said, okay, today's attendance is X amount of players and we can expect to fill it up even more when hmm. Clayton Turnshaw will pitch the next day. They know they knew already that he was gonna pitch that the usual starters were going to hit the mound. Yeah. So from from what I'm hearing from you guys, it's really the NBA that's more of a player centric uh organization. 
uh, if you talk about uh, international sports, tama? Yeah. Yeah. But one quick thing with football also. Well, NBA kasi, indiv- an individual can change a team entirely. Mm-hmm. In football, that's not really the case because it's 11 aside. It's really more of team play. You're in a bigger area. So I think because of the nature of the game, the players don't have as much as much power. But hmm. the superstars have power when it comes to transfers. Ah, yes. But, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you copy-paste what Sir Jay said. Maybe the, um, the role players, the bench players, those guys don't really have as much say on where they want to go. These guys just take what opportunities they have. That's true. Mm. That's very true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The byproduct then of that one is the median salary increases also for the mid-level players. Imagine, I, I remember this vividly, Alan Krabby was offered an $80 million contract in the NBA, eh? $80 million 80 for million. a, mid, for a mid-level Krabby. player. Eh? Mid-level <laughs> player to, eh? oh. So that goes to show that once uh, the, the top-tier players get their money, it, it gets up. trickled down also yeah. to the, the role players. Mm-hmm. So, yung, yung parang base salary mo ngayon, it's not the same way like three, uh, even three or five years ago. Talagang tumataas siya. So, nabibiyayaan din sila doon sa, sa, sa tier na yon. Kasi tumataas din yung sahod nila. Mm. That's actually a good topic that I want I want to tackle. No? Uh, should athletes be paid this much? Uh huh. Long pause. Long pause. Yeah, long pause. Like, Ooh. like the one of Messi. What was that? How much billion? Billion. And then we have a, uh, uh, what's it? The football, the uh, catch and shoot. Uh, what's his Arctic name? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like Mahomes. Four hundred fifty. Yeah. Like close to five hundred million. Half a billion. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, should, should these players be paid? This much. <laughs> well, to start off, athletes are entertainers. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> because first is they do it at a high level. Okay, yeah, you see Cristiano Ronaldo and a bunch of other guys in tiny shorts running and kicking a ball around. That's what they will say. Yeah. But you have to understand that they operate at such a high level. Oh, yeah, they look like normal people. But what if you get a normal person? Put someone like me in an NBA court. You'll see, oh, bano talaga, diba? Get, you look at the worst, pluck out the worst player in the NBA or the UAAP. I'm telling you. You put them in a park pickup game and they will own it. Yeah. Legit. They will be the Michael Jordan. So, right. I think the pay is justified in a sense that these people, these guys are superhuman. Yeah. That they, that they have that level. Not everyone can reach that level. Yeah. They truly stand out. Right. These guys aren't average Joes. But you, I know that you hear of these things of, from, you call them anti-sports? Or people don't really appreciate sports to say that money should go elsewhere. But right. you know, to give credit also, these athletes, they use their platform, they use their money also to come up with foundations, to change lives. Yep. Ang dami. That's a, that's a long, countless list. Yeah. Okay. Jay? Here's about here's my take about uh, players' pay. It's actually fault na organization to eh. 
they do something if pag nauwi sa overpaying an athlete. Because here's the thing. The organization and the player, it should be clear. The organization should make it clear that he's paying this X amount to a player to do this. And that player will stick to that kind of job. Classic example dito, again, my favorite uh, sports movie, Moneyball. Okay, yeah, yeah. He asked uh, Brad Pitt or Billy Bean, told this player, uh, I'm paying you to get the first base, not to get uh, out on the, not to get, uh, not to be tagged out in the second base. So, he, he made those roles clear sa mga players. And that is something, I think, NBA owners and general managers should uh, emulate when it comes to paying their players. Diba? I'm paying you this X million amount of cash to do this to me, to play defense for me, to hit the big shots for me, to lead my team. That should be clear. Para matigil yung mga dumping contracts, overpaid players, under... Overpaid players, overpaid and underachieving, di ba? Players na pinagpapiesta ng mga kritiko eh. And as a fan din, di ba? Mapapakamot ka na ng ulo. I mean, ba't ganito itong player na ito? Kala ko 20 million ay 20 million ay hirap binabayad dito pero ba't ganito maglaro, di ba? Okay. So, that's the thing. So, organization and players, they have to be clear when it comes to pay and their roles. Roles, okay. Bakit sila, ba, ba, ba sila binabayaran? Not trying to bash. I have one player in mind, NBA, but that's all I'll say for now. <laughs> I have a lot of players in my mind, actually. There are a lot of, Ikaw, Lance, there before are a lot I, of players. Before I put my take on this, yeah. go, Lance. Kala ko yung Moneyball yung kay Marakina. Anyway. Dribble of the people, di ba? Dribble of the people. That's classic. I just missed that segment anyway. Uh... There's I'm just two words. This, there's two words that I will bank on my entire take on this one. Number one, leverage. Number two, agents. Leverage, so during the negotiation period, the organization looks at what the player has done recently. And it just so happened, like, let's say in the NFL, somebody was named Super Bowl MVP because they got two interceptions, then that player has the leverage to get a higher contract because, hey, this is what I did recently. So that is an unfair occurrence, but that's how, that's how negotiations work anyway. You have one, one uh, side as a leverage, and that's why they get to dictate the demands that they would like. And also come to think of it, when it comes to leverage, everything, all of this, it boils down to a collective bargaining agreement all of this. Is. So, it's the fault of both sides, both the league, the owners, and the players also because they all agreed to it. Eh. That's yeah. the structure that they base all contracts from. And also, mind you, uh, when you see a player, let's say, paid 100 million, the, the fine line there is like 30% goes to tax and sometimes it's incentive-driven. So if they don't hit certain conditions, they don't get the entire money. Mm. So yun yung misconception kasi minsan na, nari, makita natin sa Jari or sa any website, like 
this player signed for 150 million for let's say five years. Akala kagad natin, wow, 30 million a year. Pero yun nga, we don't see the IRS, the taxes, the 401ks, the benefits. And yun nga, some of these contracts are so incentive-laden na for some reason, if the player doesn't hit the incentive, then that's another 100,000 or another like few millions away from the contract. So, yun din yung in nga isa, di ba? cut ng agent and also the agent's ability to sell the player then ano yun eh um, the the most notorious agent that I can really think of of all sports is Scott Boras so yung akala ko sabi mo Jerry Maguire oh. <laughs> show me the money show me the money show me the money congratulations you're still my agent <laughs> anyway yeah, so sorry <laughs> I must have watched that film like three times or even more yeah. kaya kabisado ko yung linya yun. pero it's a good movie it's a good yeah. movie you had me at yeah. you yung mga ganun <laughs> Jesus Shuttlesworth din eh agent trying to make him turn actually, pro early that, that, right? that was that was uh, cheesy eh, yung you had me at hello pero well I was young then, so it caught me emotionally. <laughs> uh, I must admit, uh, I watched it on DVD borrowed from Video City. Kaya, yeah. So that's how young I was. Agents. There are some agents that are very crafty in selling their players. Scott Boras, for example, he was the first uh, agent in the MLB who negotiated that his players are worth nine figures. That is unheard of eh, in MLB. He was really the guy that is selling the team, like uh, the Bryce Harpers or the Strasburgs. That's why, like, siguro, frankly, one-fourth of the MLB is Scott Boras. Eh, wow. The players. Really, yeah? yeah. But, mga ganyan, roughly. Up to up to day, yes. Oh, yes. Crafty is because he has this ability to jack up your price for some he knows reason. How to sell. He knows how to sell. He knows to. He has the leverage. He knows how to play with the leverage, and that's why player salaries go up. And now the the benchmark in MLB is like three hundred million. Si Stanton. And now, MLB as uh, so a NFL, it's uh, Mahomes for like four hundred and fifty yeah, million. Uh, because that's agent-driven also. They know how to sell these players. Yeah. And most of them are also litigators, are attorneys. So they really fight you for every provision. Ayoko nito. Dagdagan natin. So that's how the money adds up. Bakit ganito lang tong amount na to na incentive? Taasan natin yan. Bakit ganito lang tong amount na to? Eh, Ano yan? He will fight for this incentive. Parang it's it's uh, correlated to the team success also. So bakit ganyan lang yung reward? So ganyan sila lumaban na agents. That's why leverage and agents, that's why skyrocketing ang salaries in all major sports of this moment. So para oh, sa ano board. natin, job natin, no? dapat din tayo podcast. So, dapat agents tayo, no? sports agents. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, N- NBA has the most confusing salary cap of all the four sports. Uh, MLB, NFL, and NBA. Major League Soccer, madali pang intindihin eh. Yung yeah, NBA, talaga kasi yung soft cap na NBA, that's very tricky. You have like a mid, mid-level exception. Mid-level. Yeah, you have the bird rights and all. Yeah. Yun yung pinaka, ano eh, madugo sa lahat eh. The NFL, the others have hard cap. 
Oh, oh, NFL hard cap. Hard cap, yeah, may hard cap. Oh. NBA, you know, may luxury tax pa. Mga ganun. Yeah, because they have that luxury tax cap. Oh, may luxury tax cap. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Marami ka talagang iintindihin when it comes maraming provision when it comes to the NBA salary cap. Oh. Uh, that's why that's why the negotiations alone like, parang no. it's another it's another season eh. Parang yeah. we have the negotiation exactly season, the free agency. Free agency yeah. is the first season, regular season is your second and then playoffs is the third. Yeah. So mm-hmm. parang ganun yung nangyayaring cycle ng NBA. That's uh, why it's year round eh. Yes, yeah. I agree so. Yeah. With oh. salaries going up, I think players before, they were not full-time athletes. They had different jobs. Mm. Some were athletes in multi, in several sports. So with things getting more competitive, you add what Sir Jay said, I think. Is that competition? Anyway, bottom line here. It gets more competitive. So you will, play, you will pay that player an X amount just to do it full-time. Why? To make sure that they deliver every single time. Because if being an athlete is just a side hustle for them, okay, they're not going to put all their time. They won't spend the wee hours maybe working on their jump shot. So you add that. What Sir Jay said, oh, I'm paying you to do this. So you do it well. So they, they, put, a, they put a premium on that. They'll pay this person enough so that could be their day job. Tapos yung Thailand's, the agents, they sell you. So mm-hmm. you, you put that together, that's how salaries, I think, in sports have been able to go up and up to where it is today. Mm. Okay, before, before I close this topic, because we're going to move to another topic. Actually, I, I, was, uh, I, I studied masters now in, 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 in Australia, and one of them is the economy. And they said that the reason why also, which is also another thought, that's right, actually, competitiveness and the job role, agencies, and all that. Another one is the average player, aside from LeBron and these superstars, is seven years, seven to eight years. So they have to gain their money within eight to, within their rookie year to their seventh year. So they have to accumulate that kind of money. Unlike us, where we have a day job where we could actually collect, save money, and do that. Sila, they have seven years, and if they get injured pa within that seven years, wala yung ano nila. Their, 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 their salary, they could lose their career. So they have to up their, their, um, their salary high enough to, to help them save enough for their, for their future. Their lifetime now. Yeah. So, so that is also, also an economy of scale. Paano what they call it is the economy of scale. Demand and supply. So uh, that was mga, I, I studied that 2006. So that was around almost how many uh. years ago, diba? So now it's changed. So I'm sure the average player now is more than seven years. Mm-hmm. So because of the because of technology making our bodies better, you know, but it, normally it was seven years. Average yan, average yan, ah, unless you're a superstar. So that's why people, athletes, want to get a higher salary, is because nga, they only have X amount of years to play or X amount of years to do their craft. How many people or how many athletes become uh, analysts in the game? Not a lot. Not a lot. 
uh, just a bit, like in, in football, Tom, Tom, Tommy Romo, diba? in, in basketball, Reggie Miller and Chris Webber. Diba? I mean, konti lang. Konti lang. Yes. Diba? So, so that's something that we, we, we also take in consideration. The economy, mm-hmm. agency, uh, and then uh, uh, the performance level, all that. Diba? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, let's go to the PBA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it player-centric? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> <laughs> is it player-centric or organizational-centric? If this is a tricky question, we don't want to get into trouble. <laughs> we could skip all this and go to college. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Actually, it's easier to ask PBA. Okay, okay. Okay, you first. PBA. It's organization-centric. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. You always want to play for the powerful team. Right? But... It would be a big achievement for you as a player kapag nadala mo yung team mo which is masasabi nating the well let's not kid ourselves there are two factions diba got the SFC team and the MVP team and then there're the independent teams diba if you're a player who got signed by the independent team na sabihin nating hindi ganun kalalim yung bulsa tulad di ganun kalaki yung bank account kumpara doon sa dalawang conglomerates, di ba? If you're able to bring that team to the promised land, able to get them a championship or a win close or a game close, di ba? Big boost din yun eh, di ba? As a player, may mapapatunayan ka sa sarili mo and doon sa league, di ba? And as a player, I think it is the one you are hoping na parang maging is it maging player-centric kahit papano sa PBA na, oy, eto ko, napag-champion ko yung team na to, na eto lang yung nakukuha namin, eto lang yung uh, meron kami, pero napag-champion ko. Diba? So, malaking achievement yan. If you're, if you're that player that belong to an uh, independent uh, group, tapos sa pag-champion mo, then you, that player might become the trigger for the PBA to be a player-centric pagdating sa aspeto na yun. Okay. Pero, come on, this organization-centric, don't have to explain that. Pinahaba <laughs> ko lang. <laughs> okay. So, Lawrence, Lawrence. I have to agree, organization-centric. It's not, uh, this is not, uh, this example is not based on a player. Pero just look what happened with Coach Louis Alas. So, he had hmm. three violations. Essentially, he can appeal. He appealed. Uh, fight, uh, parang in one of the interviews with Spin, he mentioned na i-fine nyo na lang ako. Pero still, it was the management's decision to fire him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Phoenix ownership. So that shows you the power that the ownership or the management has. Also, parang you rarely see a PBA player say that, I want a trade. You don't have that leverage. You don't mm-hmm. have that power. Uh, it's rare that you see, let's say, Akifa Ravenna mention I want a trade I don't want to play with Enlex anymore it just doesn't happen because uh, the power of ownership is stronger in the the PBA not that it's strong uh, not that it's strong not strong in the NBA pero yung kapit talaga ng ownership in the PBA is stronger than the NBA and uh, also um, I don't hear much about collective bargaining agreements in the PBA I'm not sure if the contract that they use have been updated 
for decades. I believe the contract that they still use is like from the 1980s or I don't know, 1990s. Yung meron best player incentive, may win game bonus. Tapos yung mga awards, pag nanalo mo ng critical selection, MVP mo, improve and all that. And you can be sa mga awards. You can be doing oh. ads also for your parent company, promoting the product. Oh, right. Oh. You mentioned conglomerates, how easy it is for them to also swap coaches. Yon. So it shows the power of it shows the power of the organization. Parang ano lang yan, eh, get one and pass, and then you revolve. <laughs> it's like a revolving. You rotate the coaches. Eh. So in the PBA, it's really a far cry from the NBA. It's really organization centric. Because uh, well, eto na lang. Uh, the the player, uh, the team names carry brands. Mm-hmm. Oh. So don't palang yun palang. You know that it's organization and commercial centric. So even if you don't pay attention to anything else I said, it, and it just popped up my mind, the fact that the player, uh, the team names carry brands, you know that they pull much weight in the league, the organizations. Okay. Yeah, okay. To spin no, off everything mm. Sir J and Lan said, if you were to make PBA cards, like how we have NBA cards, you will run out of space to put the teams that the player played for because there's movement. Right? In NBA. No, in the PBA. In the okay. PBA. There's movement so often. Okay. Ah, oh, the trades and all that. Gonna, okay, yeah. Yeah. This team is going to change the Canaletta card. The Canaletta PBA card. And you also have to count the, the, the change of name of the team itself even though Ayon, the player is oh, no, the same team. Ano ba? Ano ba tawag ng Colombia ngayon? Terra Firma. Terra Firma. Oh, okay. Tapos Black Water Posse. Oh. Water Posse. Oh, so tapos ano? Cool. Chunky Giants. Then what did they become? Did they become Star? Uh, star. Coffee. Oh. Oh, just, so, just imagine the change of names that the Kia franchise went through for like three seasons. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, see? That's pretty fast. Yeah. Oh, every conference, they have a new name. Oh. Yeah, so... As players, you see that they get shipped around easily in that, in this uh, climate that you are yeah. in in the PBA. And I think another thing also is that the circle is small because you have much less teams in the PBA as compared to not just the NBA but developed sports football teams in other countries. So yeah. everyone knows each other. You play in the same venues, yeah. right? You all live in the metro. So it's not like you get traded and then all of a sudden you're gonna have to take an airplane to go to your new your new team. So it's also a different setup. Okay, so the next question before we get to college: What about loyalty? NBA and the PBA. Is it easier to have a loyalty with the in the PBA because your favorite player could stay there for the next X number of years? And in the NBA, if your your favorite player leaves the team, normally they go follow the player or they stick to your team. So where is the stronger loyalty in the league? Anyone could answer first. Okay, I'll, um, yeah, okay, claro. It stops, I think, with millennials cheering for a team. Ah, so I can the, say. so millennials follow a player rather than a team. You're saying? I don't know. Oh wait, sorry, Yan. No, the millennials are the last group I feel to cheer for teams. Are they just talk to a team? Okay. 
So yes, no matter but you can, sino ang yeah. pumasok, okay. Okay, but okay, millennial yung tail end na dito eh. So you have a bunch of millennials who follow players also. Okay. Sige. And then maybe it started out with LeBron. And then I think you go to the younger generations now. Is that Gen Z? And then they, oh, I follow KD now. I'm a yeah. Warriors fan. And then, oh, now I'm going to Brooklyn. So you talk to the younger guys. And that's what we mainly hear. Oh, they're going to follow wherever Steph Curry goes or where, or whoever. But I think that just to point out, the case of Steph Curry, I don't think he's going to be going anywhere. Yeah, I think I think he's sticking, yeah. I think he's sticking through with uh, Golden State. Yeah, but if he if he moves to another team, I'm sure they will they will follow him. Oh, time to buy new jerseys. All right. Uh, Jay. No, pagdating sa loyalty, when it comes to the fans, sa PBA, what I can say is the fans remain loyal sa team. Yeah. Doesn't matter who the player is. Correct. Yeah. Because pagdating naman sa players, if you're going to ask them about loyalty, well, if they have the choice, let's say that. They stay with the same team that drafted them, diba? right? Yeah. But again, like what everyone said about the PBA, it's organization-centric. So it doesn't matter if this ex-Pinoy player played 18 or 19 years for that same franchise. It's going to get traded in the end, diba? If the management feels like it. Pero pagdating sa fans, I think it really stays with the team. Kasi like what you guys mentioned na there are a lot of player movements in the PBA na tipong close every conference or every season. Yung isang player nagbabago ng team, eh, di ba? They will so, fit in a player card. <laughs> oh, you know, no, it will not fit a player card. My example kanila, KG Canaleta, he's played for, I think he played for like the entire, all the 12 teams in the PBA. I don't know. San Miguel ba siya? Hindi siya San Miguel. Oh, yung PBA card ni Canaleta, index card na yun. <laughs> With all the teams he played for. Yung 3, yung 4 by 6 na index card. Ganun dapat kalaki. Just to, just to cater to all the teams he played for. Yun lang. That, that for, for that sole reason alone. Yun lang. Tsaka mm-hmm. oh. pa, the fans are missing the story behind kung bakit lumilipat yung mga players nila. So the fans might be having a hard time catching up or they, they, they're not interested in catching up with that certain player kung ano ba nangyari sa kanya kung ba't nawala sa team. So, para mas madali, I stay with the team. Yeah. Doesn't matter kung sino yung player doon. As long as nanalo kami, nagka-championship kami, ah, good, masaya ako. Panali yung team ko. Agree. Okay. Lance? Tama naman yung sinabi ni Clara at ni Jay. Yeah, when it comes to fandom, in the PBA, it's still uh, with the team. That's why you have generations of Inebra fans, regardless of who plays. Correct. From like, from the, the era of like Jaworski to the Baldavids and Marlo Aquinos to the Kagiwas and up until now to the Tenorios, you still have rabid Inebra fans, regardless of who plays. And that's the dynamic of the PBA. However, I guess... Loyalty as always, it falls upon the one who has the the dominating presence or who has the power. So in the PBA, it's still the, the organizations because even though you played great, but if you don't do it the, the next conference, chances are you might be on the trading block already. It's just the best players. Not even the best players because James Yap gets traded 
everywhere. Willie Miller got traded everywhere. <laughs> so they are, they are MVPs of the league, but they get traded everywhere. So it really is uh, hard to be loyal in the PBA, no matter how much you say that you want to play for one team. Well, if they want to ship you for business reasons, they have to ship you. And we see it even with the top players. Bira na yung mga tipong uh, Alvin Patrimonio and Mark Kagiwa who played for one franchise. It uh, It's rarely hear, heard of now. In the NBA, the loyalty lies on the player. Hmm. Naaalagaan ba ako ng franchise na to? Are they building a team around me that can that is capable of winning the championship or winning or, or build a dynasty essentially? Yeah. So the power of loyalty lies within the player in the NBA. In the PBA, it lies within the management and the organization. Mm. No, it's two different, ano, no? stark difference, polar, polarized. Ano, no? Now, so critical and uh, not critical, but masaya tong topic. Last topic. Collegiate UAAP. Yeah. <laughs> you don't cheat in the NJA in the state, right? The NJA, US NJA. Here, the college teams. What are your thoughts on player recruitment movements? Is it school centric or <laughs> slash education centric? Or is it player centric? Lance, I'll go with you. <laughs> is it school education or player centric? I'll look at it as player centric now. Hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't the case before. It just so happened that, again, we'll go back to leverage. It's the players who have the leverage now. Parang before, it's unheard of for a college player to have an agent. Right. Back to the time of like, let's say, I don't remember Enrico Villanueva's time, ganyan, mga ganyan. Like, Parang uh, it's, it's rare to hear a collegiate player have an agent. Now, parang almost everybody has an agent and they're proud of posting the achievements of their players on their social medias. Yeah. We don't, we'll not mention names, but we know who it is. Ayun. So, because of, well, social media, they have the power to voice out their opinion. It's a more open world right now. It's easy to spread the news. It's easy to get noticed if you have something blunt or something notorious or something funny to say. Yeah. It's easy it's easy to get viral or get noticed. So that's why the tide has turned. The players have the power now. That's why it's not uh it's not surprising anymore to see one player playing for one season with his university and then all of a sudden a whip of the wind comes in and then they transfer to another. It would it would be okay for them to sit one year in residency because it will help them recuperate their bodies from all the injuries and the wear and tear. So they'll focus on their studies if they are focusing on it. That's another matter for discussion. And uh, uh, the bottom line is they all have, uh, I mean, the best players have pro aspirations, all of them, the top ones. So it, it doesn't matter now if you really play four years or five years, what matters is the last year that you played in the UAAP. That's where you're judged at. Eh. 
So, yeah. kung eventually, three seasons ka lang naglaro sa UAAP, pero you had a maximum of five pag karoon ka ng residency twice, you'll be judged at the last year. Yun naman yung leverage mo. Yes. Yun yung ano mo. So, whether it's one season or three seasons or five, what matters if you have pro aspirations is the last season. So, it doesn't really matter if you play your, if you max out your collegiate career now. That's why it puts much power onto the player as of this moment. Yeah, parang ano no, rather than changing course, changing school, diba? <laughs> Okay, claro. <laughs> oh, changing colors, ganun lang. Magiging oh. maroon ako or red. Okay, claro. Last word before we close. Ng course pala. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's player centric talaga. But of course, back in the day, it was more of school centric. Um you can say player centric because you're used to hearing about players transferring schools. That was really rare before, players yeah. transferring schools. Like, I remember when Mika Vainio transferred to UP. And that was a bit unheard of. Because normally, back in that day, as far as I know, it was, oh, ride or die with your school. And then now, you see that schools are really competitive in trying to get players here and there. So they're also coming up with competitive packages. So that's something that players consider. But of course, part of that package is also the education. Maybe anong course ang hinahabol. There are some players who straight up say that, okay, this is the only school I considered just because of the course. Yeah. Because they're good here. Or other players will consider, okay, maybe I can take this course in this school or this course in in that school, maybe they're more open with maybe potential for potential plans after college. So it's it's player centric, but their priorities can their personal priorities can somewhat change. Some talaga hinahabol yung course, or some people they're after maybe not exactly the course, but how good is their basketball program? Mm. Okay, Jay. It's player centric. But it's not supposed to be player centric. I hate it to be player centric. It's supposed okay. to be. Oh. Tama si Claro. Uh, for some reason, yeah, di mo mapipigil yung player na lumipat because malamang nga yung educational track na hinahanap ng player is wala dun sa school na kinabibilangan niya. Diba? Pero, come on, let's acknowledge the fact that, play, especially this pandemic period, players transferred to different schools because of reason outside of what we talk about here, diba? Mm. And for reason yep. that is not yep. really acceptable for their age right now. So yep. natin, for, not for the reason or commercial reasons. Sige, yun na lang isasabihin ko. Correct. Pero, looking at the perspective of the players, this I can say. Players right now understand perhaps that their skills presently are more advanced than the skills of their players that their same age in the past 20 or 30 years ago that that i have to agree na mas magagaling mga players ngayon they're more athletic they're more gifted they're they were trained at that early age obviously kasi for guys like 15 or 17 years old, 18 years old, 
nakakita ka na bato-bato yung katawan. Akala, high school pa lang sila, pero yung katawan nila, parang katawang ano na, nagtatrabaho na sa rice mill ng dalawa, tatlong taon, di ba? And nakita mo mga okay. teenagers, pero yung height nila, parang, teka, sigurado 15 ka lang. <laughs> di ba? So, yes, I, I, the players might be coming at that point na they're, they're more gifted in this generation. And to Lance's premise kanina that they're using it as a leverage. Diba? Yep. Pero, again, I'm an old school guy kasi. You have to check their priorities at that age. Eh. And yun yung mag-aaral. Diba? Yeah. So, let's take to that first. Diba? Darating na yung the blessings will come later on. Diba? Pero at that age, they have to focus They have to focus on the right things. That's all I can say. I remember before, yeah, if I may add, the, the first incident of transferring that really created much controversy in the UAP was the BJ Manalo yes, incident. Yes, I was going to say BJ. Yeah. Mm. Parang he was crucified yeah. when he transferred Parang they were saying statements na nasilaw ka sa pera, yeah. nabayaran, ganyan. That's where it started. Oh. And then, parang throughout the years, parang there were trickles of transfers. It was just like in the past five years or so that it escalated talaga na parang it became a normal thing already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sit down one year, tapos pahinga ka, tapos laro ka ulit, ganyan. Oh. Yeah, for context. Manalo was unheard of. Like everybody yes. was, it was so unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And for context, BJ Manalo's transfer was a big deal from Ateneo High School to DLSU. Yeah. Oh. So that was they found it people found it oh a big found it like a big deal already. Loyalty. When now <laughs> it's common already to see people transfer from one college to another. Yeah. Which can be quite difficult in the academic perspective alone. When you transfer, you have to credit your courses here and there. You have to fill yeah, the eh. But parang ang dali ngayon eh, no? <laughs> education, <laughs> uh, education sometimes is uh, secondary. <laughs> Mag-shift nga lang ko. They all have magic the schools, you know? In one way or another. They're Harry all Harry Potter. Magic. Yes. Harry Houdini on teachers. They have, uh, they, have magic, they have their magic spells yeah. when it comes to uh, the numbers in the grading system. <laughs> Hopefully changes. Uh, no, change. But basically, you know, the good thing is that we're still entertained by these athletes, you know, whether it be in, in the UAP, the, uh, uh, the NCAA here in the Philippines, whether it's the PBA, whether it's the, the PFL, and we go international, whether it's the um, Champions League and, and, and NBA and, and the MLB. We're all entertained because we love sports, right? So long as it doesn't change any kind of like rules that messes the, the, the spirit of the game, we're fine, right? We're okay. So, But uh, basically, before we close, um, I'll try to shout out for the other uh, podcast, uh, our friends that are, are also mm-hmm. doing their podcast. So, uh, the Sports Nook, uh, Isa Chong, and uh, Mike uh, Valera. Correct? Did I get it right? Oh, Michael maganda B? yung ano nila. Maganda yung maging guest nila sa ano, 
Yeah. On the next episode, favorite okay. nila si pag-uusapan. So hopefully, yeah, so uh, the, the next episode will be good. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good uh guest. So let's, let's work on that. We also have uh, for the love of the game. That's uh Ken Pangilinan and uh Dino, Dino Lee, right? And we also have uh Standing Room Only with Javi Palanya. We have Bounce Pass from uh Mike Perez. What else? Uh, the Gold Diggers, who's uh, they've they've been uh, shouting. Uh, giving, oh, shout out Gold Diggers! Yeah, shout out Red, to Red and uh, Carlos Pineda. Yeah, and uh, Robbie Rivera. Thank you, Robbie Rivera. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, who else? Who else should be thanked for the uh, A AEOB? Or uh, I'm not mm. sure if we're allowed to, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, thank but I know. Uh, thank you, Gold Gold Diggers, oh, Carlos. Uh, it's a uh, we took it as a compliment when you said that. Who the heck are we as a nerd fest? Yeah, yes. I love it. I love being called a nerd. <laughs> I as love it. Sports nerd. Emphasis oh. on sports. sports yeah. uh, oh. Sports is the best compliment you can get. Yeah. Especially for sports nerds, folks. Thank you so much, Carlo Pineda, you know, and, uh, oh. and the gold diggers. Who else should we mention? Shout out to all the people that engage in our social media. Dun sa poll na ginawa natin and then on the... Or those who participated in the bracket and making their own brackets, special shout out to you guys, and of course to all the listeners. And who the heck are we? Special shout out to you guys. Yeah, so uh, as uh, before we close, you can hear you can uh, hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and uh, please uh, like our page. Uh, uh, who the heck are we? And also our Instagram, Who the heck are we? Ph. Uh, signing off for this week, and we will see you again next week. Again, Who the heck are we? Oh!